0: Hey, 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 it's your girl. Just call me Jay Nicole. And this book cast is about none other than why yours truly. But most importantly, it's about life with my bookends. So who are or what are my bookends, you may ask. They're my wonderfully talented two sons, also known as my heart and my heartbeat. Without them, life just was incomplete. And I know a lot of people are like, eh, But one of the biggest things that I desired in life was to become a mother. And at 18, I was told that there was a slim to none chance that that would even happen. So when God bestowed them upon me, they made my life complete. And they hold me upright. They give me perspective on what life is and what I should be doing in life. They actually give me purpose each and every day. And because of them, I now have this podcast to share with you the day in the life of The Walkers, or more specifically, the day in the life of Just Call Me J. Nicole, and life with my bookends. Hey, 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 it's your girl Just Call Me J. Nicole, and I'm back with yet another episode So let's just dive right on into it. Let's talk about colorism. So, this is a term that is more so, uh, well, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I'll say that it's more so an issue or something that we see in the African American, black, colored, whatever you want to call us, community. And I sincerely think that it is an issue that was created by none other than. Those who try to control us back in slave times. See, colorism is when there's division amongst your same race. And we as blacks have always been divided, whether we liked it or not. Back in um, the days of slavery, we had the terms house nigger and feel nigger. And the terms were used to separate the, the people who worked in those prospective places. And typically, people of high, of lighter skin tones were considered the house people. And those who were darker were out in the fields. Then you got those dark people who were like, okay, I'm going to have to get inside the house, and this is based on information relayed to me from grandparents and great-grandparents. And they would become spies or what we sometimes call do-boys for the slave masters and their wives. And these people became known as Uncle Toms. All of this was done... And created and is called colorism to the extreme that even after we were free from slavery we still smited one another based on our skin tone we all shared the same struggle as slaves because just because you were in the house did not mean that you just had a true good life You were still a slave, first and foremost, just like those who worked in the field. And you were actually closer to the master's, you know, knotted little hands. So that brings on a great deal of why is it that if we all went through the same struggles, there was a need to separate and divide ourselves and put one another down based on our skin tone. It was taught. So I've had several conversations with my paternal grandmother about this because she was very fair-skinned coming up. And I recall um, during one of our conversations, she said that because she was so light and her mom was also fairly light, she made, she wants to make sure that she married the darkest man that she could find. And I had a previous recording and I decided to re-record this because I didn't like the angle that I was going in because of some of the terms that I was using. But I feel that because we're talking about colorism, I still need to drop those little nuggets. So there was another term to describe our skin tones. We often heard high yellow, red bone. I even called them light brights. But for the darker skin people, I remember my grandmother, (laughs) sorry, Graham, not to throw you under the bus, but because I had a type of guy that I dated and it was not someone who was dark when I brought my husband home to meet the family, my grandmother said, Oh, he's a blurple. It's a form of colorism. It's a term that we use and it's can be derogatory, definitely is derogatory, but during that time I knew exactly what she meant. So when I was thinking about when my grandmother said she would she was going to seek to marry the darkest man that she could, I thought about that term, blurple. So if you ain't never heard of the term blurple, that means that you're so black that you are like blue, bluish purple mixed with some black. Really, really dark is pretty much what they're saying. But I'm trying to figure out like why, why, you know, you you had it good, Granny. You were light. So... You didn't have to come and fall victim to some of the things that us dark skinned people had to fall victim to. And she's like, no, on contrary, I actually suffered a lot. She suffered because she was so light that we were co- we were taught again colorism, um, And it divided us as a people. So here she is. I'm thinking, okay, you're light, bright. You had a good life. If you were in slave times, you would be in the house and, you know, you would be um, in an escape from the the heat and the treacherous conditions um, of being in the field. And she was like, no, my people hated me because I was light. And I'm like, well, huh? What? Excuse me. And she also explained how, not that I didn't know, being in the house still meant that you fell victim to, again, master's hands. And because you weren't in the, in, in the house and you were light and the um, master got a little grabby and touchy with you, then, of course, his wife hated you. Psst. Hey, guys. Hey. It's your girl, just call me Jane Nicole, And as we're dealing with such a horrendous time, but an empowering time, this also may be hard for our kids, our youth to navigate. Well, I have some wonderful journals, one for boys, one for girls, to help them verbalize and just get in touch with their feelings so they're not bottling these things up. You can find them exclusively on Amazon. Our boys journal is The Diary of a Dope Kid, and our girls journal is In the World Filled with Everybody's. Again, that's A Diary of a Dope Kid, and In a World Filled with Everybody's. DM me, I have a couple of copies that I've autographed, and I love to give those away. Hit me up fast before they're all gone. Now back to our regular scheduled program. I never thought about that. And then I told her, I said, well, granny, you know, I always hated when you would call me your little chocolate China doll. Now, if you had just told me that I was your China doll, I could have appreciated that because I knew a China doll was something that was very precious. And, um, you took great care of it. You put it up someplace so that no one would harm or danger, or, you know, cause any danger to it. So I can appreciate that. But the fact that you've You put chocolate in front of it. It put so much emphasis on my skin tone. Because as a little girl, I did not feel pretty. I was the darkest person in my own household because my mom was light, my dad was light, and so were my sister and brother. And I was made fun of because I didn't fit in with my family. I was made fun of because here I was. Even though I had beautiful hair, beautiful long hair, I was just dark. And then the summer would come and I would be outside because I am an outdoorsy person or I was when I was little. And that sun would come down on me and it would burn my skin to a crisp. And then somewhere, somehow I was taught to hate that bronzing skin, that melanin that People pay good money to go sit under lights to achieve a quarter of. And my grandmother said, I told you, you were my chocolate China doll because I held your high skin tone in the the highest regards. The darker you were, I was just like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. It was during that conversation that I began to appreciate my skin tone. And now have been quarantined for months now. I'm I'm aching to get a little sun on my skin because I miss being dark guys. But do you see how when you sit down and you have true conversations and the conversations that need to be had that have divided us as our people, you find out that our struggles are very similar that we're not too far removed from what one another had to experience and that what has been put out there is really a lack of understanding of how much we appreciate one another. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people who really, really hate lighter skin blacks or darker skin blacks. But as a whole, when I, the more that I talk to people, the more I realize like we Love one another. It was just something that we were taught. And so we continue to allow what was taught to, be, to consume us. Instead of correcting it. Much like what is going on in the world today. Racism is definitely a taught or a learned behavior. I have watched children of all age groups of all skin tones, ethnicities, backgrounds, religion, so forth and so on. Play with one another and give not one being about all of that stuff. They just want to play. They just want to have a good time. But when we start to allow our viewpoints, our perspectives, our biases, our racism to inflict our children, then we create just another generation of kids and people who continue the plague of being a racist or a colorist or just anyone who discriminates because you are different. I'm reminded of the little song that I sang as a little girl, Jesus loves the little children all the children of the world. And we ended by saying red or yellow, black and white. We are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. If he can love us despite of what our colors and iniquities are, why is it that we struggle to look at one another for who we really are, regardless of our skin tone, regardless of our ethnicity? regardless of what our background, economic status, everything is, especially within our own culture. Why is it that because you're a little lighter than I, I feel that I shouldn't like you? Why is it that because I'm a little darker than you, that you shouldn't like me and you should treat me different? When the bottom line is, Black Lives Matters, right? We're not putting up signs to say the light skinned Blacks Matter, the dark skinned Blacks Matter, the caramel skinned Blacks Matter. We're not saying that at all. We're saying that Black Lives Matter. Why is it that we can come together for this whole Black Lives Matter movement? and disregard the fact that there's so many precious and wonderful hues of being a black person. There are so many different ways our hair can look, our bodies are made, our voices sound, but we can join together for this cause. But then when we fall back into our own communities, we're separated. There's division. There is hate for our brethren simply because of our skin tone. That makes us no better than those who simply hate blacks regardless. It's like we have become the very thing that we oppose. So as we move forward, and we're trying our best to make the world see that we demand equality. We need to pump our brakes and make sure that what we're giving them to look at is a unified front. If we're presenting to the world a collected division of people, they're going to continue to treat us like what we are. If we continue to present ourselves as something other than a united front, they have the opportunity to pick us up just to pieces and punch holes in what we say we stand for. Because if we say that we stand for unity, but yet we're divided, guess what, guys? We aren't unity. We're not united. We're not one people. We're just saying it because we don't want them to do the very things that we're doing to ourselves. So I want each one of you who choose to listen to this to really think about how you treat your brethren. Even if you are a brown person who's listening to this and we say brown because we're like, you're not black, but you're not white. You may be Hispanic, you may be Asian of, or of Asian descent, but you don't classify as a white or black person. Is there division and separation amongst your own people? If so, and if you treat us different based on our skin tone, why? You can't stand with us until you're for all of us we can't stand for us until we're all in for all of us so i hope that what you guys take away from just this particular episode is that we definitely need to put colorism to bed it's just another way for us to give races. Yet another leg to stand on. We can't fight for. What we're not even. Have what we don't have within our own community. So I'm going to give it a rest here guys. But I hope that. What has come out of the 2020 riots and protesting and. Off the backs of those who have lost their lives to senseless actions of cops that it does not go in vain that we as a people see that we can be united and that we can stand up with one another and fight for what we really want equality Equality amongst ourselves as well as amongst others. Peace and blessings to you guys and I'll talk with you guys next week. I'm out. Hey, guys. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and listening into this week's episode. As I've already said, I truly, truly appreciate you guys for just being here and listening to the sound of my voice. As always, please stay connected with me. Make sure you're following me so that you can get the latest and the greatest episodes that I drop every Wednesday for you. Just you. Yes. Yes, you. And make sure you're connecting with me on all of my social media platforms. I'm on IG and Twitter. As well as Facebook, on Facebook and IG, I'm on there as Just Call Me Jane Nicole, and that's J U S T C A L L M E. The letter J N I C O L E. And on I'm um, Twitter, yeah, they just wouldn't let me be great, so there I am. Call me Jane Nicole, and again, that's C A L L M E. The letter J N I C O L E. And thanks again so very much. From my heart to your ears for taking the time to listen to me and until next Wednesday be blessed and stay safe out there.